Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bezaz Hashem, BPJ number 78. That's Bias Panimi, joint share, share number 78. We are going to discuss now how the Torah encourages the sexual enjoyment between a husband and a wife. Based on the Gemara Nida, where a mayor asks this question. He asks, why did the Torah decree a seven-day Nida period? And of course the Chachamim, Chazal added another five days, and in some Sephardic community, four days, so it's a minimum of 11, but most of us, 12 days. But Minatayr, it's seven days. So why did the Torah decree a seven-day Nida period? And Ramea wonders, why did Hashem create the institution of Nida to begin with? Now, truth is, you read other Chazals, it tells you that Nida took place because of the Chet Eitzadas, but as we explained in other shiurim, say the inyan of nida, and tsar leida, and uh, all these things that seemingly were negative things are really brach, tremendous brachais, and that was sort of the plan, which we're not going to get into now, but there's definitely a tremendous amount of bracha that comes with these halachais. So again, why did Hashem create such a halacha with such complex details that governs this aspect of married life, the separation between a husband and a wife during menstruation and then their subsequent reunion after that. Why? Why is there such emphasis like that? And it's an astounding question and the answer is even more astounding. And what did Ramea say? He said because if he gets used to her through constant contact he might become disgusted with her. Thus, Torah says, let her become Tame, and hence separated for seven days, so that she will be as beloved to her husband as she was when she entered the Chuppah. It is an, ast- an astounding answer. By the way, many non-Jewish marital experts, marital counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists give advice, such advice to keep this, not necessarily per se, but this type of physical separation to rejuvenate their marriage. We don't need the outside world to prove Tyra, as we said many, many times, but when we see that it aligns, it's clear. So in other words, according to our mayor, the reason why all these halachas to separate husband and wife in the Nida period, why it's there, is not because the Torah wants to restrict the couple's ability to be intimate with each other, as many mistakenly believe, but rather it's exactly the opposite. It's the Torah's desire to increase the love of husband and wife to increase the love of the wife for husband. And how does the Torah do that? By eliminating, not eliminating. That's really the key. By limiting, not eliminating. And regulating the occasions when husband and wife can share physical intimacy with each other in a marriage. What happens when that takes place? The Torah is actually fanning the flames of desire between a husband and a wife is the Torah is creating an increasing 
of sexual desire between a husband and a wife that resembles even that that was felt on the wedding day itself many years ago. The laws of Nida that require this periodic separation and to abstain protects the couple from being overindulgent and at the same time protects the couple from being over-familiar with one another. That could lead to being jaded, meaning you're indulging in stuff and you become disillusioned from the overindulgence, which always happens. It, lead, it protects one from being dissatisfied or disgusted or restless. So the idea is that the Torah wanted to increase love between husband and wife. Emotional love, spiritual love, and hence also physical love that's needed for that. And the purpose of the Nida period is to enhance and rejuvenate the marital relationship. So the goal of the laws of Hilchas Nida, which prohibits marital relationships temporarily, and with all the halachas thereof, is actually inducing intimacy. It's actually increasing the pleasure shared by a husband and wife. When then surely the laws that surround the performance of marital intimacy, the mitzvah of Aina, advances the same worthy goal and even contributes further to the production of enjoyment and of this intimacy. Which means that the halachis of Nida and the halachis of Aina were both made by HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the same reason. The laws of Nida, according to a mayor's perspective in the Gemara, finds ultimate fulfillment in the actual monthly intimate reunion between a husband and wife. The tachlis of all the Hilchas Nida is to get to Leil Tvila and the union, the physical sexual union, as part of the mitzvah of uniting husband and wife, that helps with the emotional and physical, uh, psychological and spiritual connection as well. If you don't have the successful union afterwards, then the Nida laws are not complete. Their potential is not realized. Their purpose is frustrated. There's no real tayeles in the Hilchis Nida if it's just Hilchis Nida and nothing else. The tachlis of it is that when you come out of that, there's a leotfila and there's a chibber again, a renewal, like a new Kiddush Lavana, a new Hizchachas, a new marriage, a new Chiyas. That is the key. Now, I don't have the exact Maramokim for this that's brought down, but there's a Rav Zarach Edelitz, who is a Talmud of Yonis and Ibashitz. He wrote a Sefer Oila Yisharim. And again, I, I don't know where exactly the Maramokim is, but he says the following, that Rav Avram Peretz Friedman quotes, Just as one must be well-versed in the laws of Nida, so too he must be fluent in the laws of Aina, meaning laws regulating, performing marital intimacy, and how to do it properly, and how to increase sexual pleasure in the way Aina is meant to be. And then he quotes, There is nothing blemished or shameful or ugly, chas v'shalem. There is only holiness and purity when intimacy is performed properly. So in other words, what he's saying is, is the meticulous observance of Hilchas Nida finds its purpose and completion in the 
cheshik of the proper observance of the mitzvah's oina subsequent to it. The enjoyment derived from the experience of marital intimacy is heightened and magnified by the abstinence and restraint that the Hilchas Nida imposes upon it. It's sort of like, the Nida is sort of like the Elul towards the Yom and Neiroim and Sukkis. Nida to Mitzvah's Aina is like when you're getting ready after Purim to get ready for Pesach with Mayis Chitim and preparing the Matzis and so on to get to the Seder night. And so on and so forth. The Nida is Lahavdal, the idea of the Avaida of Pesach leading to Shavuos with the 49 days of Sfir Sa'imer. Which again is the Chazal indeed do say that that's parallel, the seven weeks to prepare for Hakar, for, 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 for um, Matan Taira between Pesach and Shavuos is Mamish, a dogma of the Zion that a woman does to prepare for her husband in their marital reunion, in their physical sexual marital reunion. The Shiva Shavuos of Sfir Sa'imer parallels the Shiva Nikim of an Isha preparing to be Mechaber with her husband, the Shiva Shavuos of Sfir Sa'imer is to prepare the Chibber between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Klai Yisrael by Matan Torah. And we said this many times, that the Baal Shem Tev and the Zayar equates Shemayna Esrei with the Chibber between an Isha and an Isha, for that reason. So this is an interesting question. It says that there will be the Ramea says there will be the same ahava like the first wedding day. It doesn't say necessarily sexual passion or desire. That could sometimes change over time. There always could be, Baruch Hashem. But the idea is, is that the pleasure of the physical union needs to attach itself to the emotion of love. That's what he means. You need the ahava. The Torah's objective is to maximize intimacy, that the physical and the sexual is a vehicle to get to the emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, psychological intimacy. And that is the Vedavak Be'ishtai. That is what it means. Al Ken Yazav es Oviv Imai Vedavak Be'ishtai. And the Ritziv says as follows. On the Pasik Zeis Hapam, the Gluka Bracious Parak Bays Pasik Chav Gimel, Zeis Hapam, this time Etzem Ma'atzamai, and so on. This time only. So the Nitziv says in Hemek Dover that Adam knew that he loved Chava immediately, automatically, without any preparation, without any effort, by the simple fact that they were created as one being. Whether you say they were the rib that was surgically removed that was made into the Isha is part of him, or that they were two beings back-to-back that were separated, but they were one unit. They were one. He was part of her. She was part of him. So this time, only this time do we love without any preparation, because we're one. But only this time. The rest of the world, and for other people where men and women are born separate, there needs to be an active effort of devek, an active effort of connection between a husband and wife that brings them close together so, so that they become one. And that needs to happen. A big chalik of it is 
the sexual intimacy and the pleasure derived from the sexual intimacy which creates this chibur. How do we know that? So if you look in Rashi, in the Gemara Sanhedrin, Rashi explains that from pleasure comes devek. So I'll quote to Rashi's inside and then the way he puts it in English. It says in the Rashi, I may be missing one of the Rashi's, but I'll quote to you should cleave to a woman, to a wife, and not to a male. That's Mishkav Zacha, which is Asr Minataira, with serious consequences. Why? Why not? There's no connection there by two, two Zacharim, by two males. The one that is the Nishkav is, does not have Ana, only the other one does, but that one doesn't. Then there's no connection. Why? Because the pleasure creates the connection, or at least triggers the connection. Then shloikadarka. Shloikadarka means a, a beer that's not in the normal way, in which one party has hana and the other one really doesn't, because it's not going into an area that would create hana. So, also Rashi says, "En kan devek." There's no connection. There's no devek. Why? Since she does not receive pleasure from it, so she cannot cleave to him. She cannot connect to him because she doesn't experience the physical pleasure. So Rashi's pretty much saying that if she does not derive pleasure from sexual intimacy, she does not cleave to him. There's no vidavak ishtai, or it's lacking. And the other way around, if she does derive pleasure from the sexual intimacy, then she will cleave to him. And that is why there's a mitzvah ayin, and that is why Hashem is so interested that the wife experiences sexual pleasure in all its details, for that very reason. So, now we understand more what Rameyer is saying. That the institution of Nida with all its dinim, maximizes the pleasure that will be received by this monthly reunion. And this pleasure is a vehicle for the creation and devek, the glue that binds a husband and wife together. The more the pleasure, the more potential for devek. The Torah's goal is to maximize the vidavak be'ishtari. Therefore, the Torah wants to increase that hanah not to decrease it. The assertion that it tries to minimize it is not, a, not correct. Even if you find a mahalach that way, that's not the derech of how Yidin are supposed to conduct themselves. Marital intimacy, that produces enormous amount of physical pleasure. All of it can be converted directly into devek, which means to increase marital love and unity by which the Shechina dwells. Like the Ramban says, based on the Gemara Saita Yudzayin Amaralf, that when a man unites with his wife in holiness, which we'll describe later what holiness means, the Shechina dwells among them. And the Ramban that says that the intimacy is not amidst an abundance, if the intimacy is not in an abundance of love and desire, and desire, if the intimacy is not with an abundance of desire, then the Shechina will not dwell among them during intimacy. The key behind this, though, is, and this is very, very important, is that the pleasure, the physical sexual pleasure, is a vehicle 
towards the great end of strengthening the marriage bond. It's not an end in and of itself. That's where many make a mistake the opposite way. They overindulge for its own sake. When intimacy is performed for its own sake, meaning to enjoy physically only, to enjoy the physical pleasure that sexuality affords, and you don't think of achieving a greater marital bond, and you don't intend that, that's frowned upon by the Torah. That the Torah discourages. That's a hedonism. That's a Yavani thing. That's a Greek thing. That's a selfish thing. That's a sexual indulgent thing that runs contrary to the Torah's whole concept of sexual enjoyment, which is the purpose of uniting. And that's why, which we're going to go through in the sec- next year, you have this Indian of the Teisha Midas, the eight, eight, nine ways that is detrimental to have physical intimacy. And the reasons behind it, like we're going to explain, is because in those nine ways, it's totally selfish or hedonistic, and it's a dead-end pleasure. The tire does not want a dead-end pleasure. Darizal, again, it doesn't quote the exact place where this Arizal is, but I believe I've seen it in the Kisri Arizal. Believe that when I get to it again, I'll find the Maramokim and relay it. Intimacy should not be performed as animals do, solely for the physical pleasure it affords. That cannot happen. That cannot happen. So that is the key. And we're going to go into it Hashem in the upcoming shear. So again, to find that fine balance and to really understand it, that the Torah, when it discourages sexual pleasure, it's when it's an end in and of itself, separate from the kavana of connecting with a hu- with a hu- husband wife wife husband in a marriage, in other words, like the Tesis when he explains what the bad part of shalolishma is, if the shalolishma is to extent that you never want to reach the lishma, that's poison. If you have a shalolishma but your kavana is to reach the lishma, that's healthy and even that's the way to start. Same thing over here. If your mind is shaloy l'shma completely, your mind is just on your sexual pleasure, that's an end, then it is destructive, and the terror discourages it. But if you enjoy the sexual pleasure with your wife, we're not talking about anything else, solely with one's wife, with one's husband, no one else, in a kedusha, hyper-focused, just one-on-one in a marriage, and you enjoy it, and you want it because you enjoy it, but you also have in mind, yes, I want to get this to be as a vehicle to truly connect in a marriage in all ways, in every single aspect of marriage, and that the Shekhinah should be here, and to have true love between a husband and wife, and to get there, we're going to enjoy sexual intimacy and the pleasure of it, that is a good thing. That is the distinction between these two concepts. But as is Hashem, we're going to explain it more in the upcoming Shir Be'ezus Hashem. Brochen Atzlacha.